and welcome to the TV Kids Festival. I'm Anna Karugati, Editor-at-Large at TV Kids. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Josh Sherba, the President and CEO of Wildbrain. Josh, thank you for being with me. Thank you for having me, Anna. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Wildbrain has long had a 360-degree approach to its business. Would you briefly recap what that strategy is and how it has benefited the company? Sure. So when we refer to our 360 uh, strategy, it really is about our full suite of in-house capabilities, uh, which allows us to go from initial concept through to screen through to retail. Uh, and having those capabilities all in-house um, makes us quite unique as an independent uh, and, and is a great benefit to our own IP, um, you know, being peanuts, strawberry shortcake or Teletubbies, as well as partner IP uh, uh, like Sonic Prime with Saga, for example. Wildbrain recently realigned its global structure into three pillars, right? Content creation, audience engagement, and global licensing. What considerations drove the restructure? Sure. So we've, it was a lot of work over the, over the past number of years building out these in-house capabilities. Um, but we really felt to kind of get to this next stage of growth for our own and partner IP, we needed a, a, a simplification uh, and a focused approach. And so uh, where we started was let's take, it was by taking a look at all of our in-house capabilities and really distilling them down into their core objectives. And that's how we landed on the three pillars of, of as you said, content creation, audience engagement, and global licensing. So once we had those pillars in place, it was it was really a process of structuring our company around them, along with a strategy that focused us on a handful of our own IP and those of partner IP. Um, it's early days, uh, but I will I will say that the the clarification and simplification uh, is really making a big difference in terms of driving our business internally, and our partners are seeing it. Uh, and over time, I'm, I'm confident that uh, that we'll, we'll, we'll get the results we've been looking for through this refined strategy. Tell us about the first pillar, content creation. How are you reinforcing Wildbrain's development and production processes? So the content creation pillar really brings together our, all of our capabilities in development and production. So our capabilities include our uh, our studio in Vancouver, which is both 2D and CG. It's best known for our productions on Peanuts for Apple TV+, as well as Sonic Prime uh, for Sega, and for being at the forefront of Unreal technology as well. Uh, next, I would mention our newest addition to the family, which is House of Cool, uh, a Toronto-based pre-production facility uh, with deep experience in feature film as well as premium series. And their credits include everything from Troll Hunters to Despicable Me. Uh, next, I would refer to our digital studio, our digital first studio, I should say, uh, in London, which really takes um, a combination of highly skilled digital storytellers with deep experience in making content specifically for the YouTube platform. Mm. We, we continue to have a live action group here in Toronto who recently wrapped uh, production on, uh, on uh, a new iteration of Yo Gabba Gabba for Apple TV plus. Uh, and then, um, and then finally our development team. So they're based in between uh, Toronto, Los Angeles and Vancouver, uh, and they're constantly on the hunt for for new projects to, to feed these units. So in 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 aggregate, um, all of these skills that we bring together under the leadership of Stephanie Betts uh, give us a few advantages. Uh, really, two specifically that I would point out. So so the first is 
dependent on the creative take or concept, whether it's in-house or brought to us by a partner, um, we can really pick and choose the right team internally to, to take that forward. Um, and then the second advantage is we can actually interchange some of these teams. So for example, if it's a project that, um, that could best um, benefit from House of Cool's pre-production capabilities and then combine it with Vancouver's production capabilities, or uh, for example, a digital first project where London leads the creative, but then Vancouver could be involved in production management. So it's it's bringing all these tools together in, into this pillar that give us tremendous flexibility and capability around all different types of, of formats and creative executions. And the second pillar, Josh, audience engagement. Kids have so many entertainment choices and are so media savvy. What tools can you use to increase engagement with young viewers? Yeah, so I mean that's one of the things that's most fascinating about this uh, this generation of kids is is really their their ability and desire to kind of go seamlessly between different platforms to consume the contents and brands that that they love. You know, it, it used to be that uh, you know linear broadcasters were the key curator of of video content, and and really now kids are doing their own curation. So they you know they they go from from screening something on on an SVOD service to YouTube to non-YouTube AVOD and then over to gaming platforms. So whether it be Roblox or Minecraft or or Fortnite. Um, and and for brand owners to really understand this and and have a holistic strategy is a huge advantage. So it was in that context that we set out to build this audience engagement pillar. Uh, and we've done this under the uh, the leadership of Kate Smith. Uh, and, and Kate's background is really as a digital marketer, uh, as well as uh, extensive uh, YouTube distribution background. And so that combination of skill set really felt like like the, the, the way to move forward in, in this uh, in this evolving world. Um, so we brought all these capabilities together just to remind everyone of, of what we do within this pillar. So it's our it's our world leading YouTube network. Uh, it is also our uh, our uh, global distribution business, which includes licensing to streaming services, linear networks, as well as non YouTube, AVOD, and Fast, which has been uh, which has been growing really rapidly for us. And then our our Canadian broadcast uh, business, which uh, which is interesting because we're actually able to leverage some of our uh, programming expertise there into programming some of our non-YouTube AVOD channels. So really interesting kind of opportunity to, to cross over in skill sets. Also in this group is our digital marketing team, which uh, are, are able to amplify fandom uh, across these different platforms. And then finally, I would mention media solutions, which is really providing advertising solutions to brands, utilizing our inventory across these different platforms, including uh, YouTube, non-YouTube AVOD, uh, and inventory on Roblox as well. So we've done a huge amount of work in terms of building out these capabilities and bringing them together under this one pillar we think is absolutely the right thing to do, given the nature by which uh, kids are consuming content. Uh, and our ability to really look at it holistically. And the third pillar, global licensing, with all the work that goes into creating content, how are you maximizing monetization? Sure. So global licensing really kind of rounds out our, our 360. Uh, and and within global licensing, uh, we have our, our agency business, so Wildbrain CPLG, which essentially has a global footprint at this point. Uh, we've recently expanded to Asia Pacific, uh, as well as expanding out our capabilities. So we now represent location-based entertainment, which continues to be an area of growth around the world. 
Um, this, this group also includes our management of the Peanuts brand uh, under our uh, subsidiary Peanuts Worldwide. And really having management of a top 10 character brand working alongside either uh, sister company and Wild Brand CPLG as the sales agent in most territories is really a unique combination of skill sets for an independent that we're able to then leverage on our own other IP, uh, including Teletubbies and Strawberry Shortcake, uh, and, and partner IP, as I've mentioned before, with, with partners like, like Sega and Supercell, for example. So Wildbrain was one of the first companies to move into Roblox. What opportunities do gaming, metaverse, Roblox, all of that have for you? So we have some new research, actually, that we partnered with Savanta on that, that will be coming out um, in the next week or so. And I, and I encourage everyone to, to take a look at it. Um, and really, um, there's a couple of interesting takeaways that we relate back to, to Roblox specifically. Um, so the, the, the first is, uh, is really the symbiotic relationship between Roblox and video platforms specifically YouTube, uh, our, our research is showing that that uh, it's approximately 76% of, um, of users of Roblox found games either on, on YouTube or then went back to YouTube for tips on playing games. Um, it's also interesting that over 50% uh, play Roblox while they have a video on playing at the same time on YouTube, which I thought was a phenomenon in my house, but turns out there's actually more kids that actually do this. Um, and, and then the other interesting thing that we found was uh, was the involvement of parents. So um, over fifty percent of moms in in the in the U.S. and U.K. Um, regularly co-game with kids ages six to eight. So I, I thought if that th those those together were, were really interesting um, stats that kind of point to a couple of things. Again, the, these kids moving from platform to platform and building their own experiences, and also the role that family plays in 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 media moving forward. And we're kind of referring to it as the the family media versus is how we're thinking about it collectively these days. That's really interesting. Um, so commissions were considerably down in 2023. Let's hope it's a passing phase. <laughs> what do you um, see for 2024? Any market shifts? And what is your message to buyers? Sure. So yeah, there's no question we, we've we've undergone a massive market shift over these last couple of years. I, you know, I'd, I'd really go back to early 2022, you know, Netflix changed strategy, pulled back on animation. Um, we then had the Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, you know, merger and pullback in, in, in kids. So and, you know, animation takes 18 to 24 months. So I think the industry's really been feeling it over the last six months and, and continues to feel it now. Uh, coming out of the strikes in the U.S., I, I certainly feel like there's more active conversations happening. So that that's certainly some reason for optimism. Um, but but what I would say that buyers are looking for uh, moving forward, it, 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 there's, a, there's a couple of things. First, known IP. Again, in a fragmented world, known IP really matters. Um, and then the second is um, is a content of a quality that can attract not only kids but also ad adults into a co-viewing experience. Um, again, in our Savanta research, um, we 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 have some data on that. Um, so, in terms of co-viewing, uh, eighty-one percent of U.S. and seventy-eight percent of U.K. families co-view several days a week and often daily. So it, it, there, there's no doubt that this is a this is a thing. I mean, we could speculate on why is it coming out of COVID? Is it is it just so much personal screen time that parents want to pull them out into something, experience something together? I think we could speculate, but the trend is real. 
and and the other the, the other point that that we found that uh, directs us to this as a as as where streamers are going um, was Netflix releasing their data um, at towards the end of last year. Uh, and we were really pleased to see that Sonic Prime was their their uh, most viewed animated original. And this has a couple of those elements. I mean, first of all, it's you know tremendous IP that brings a a, a, a big built-in fan base with it. But secondly, from a storytelling standpoint, um, we we went more sophisticated, highly serialized. I think the result was we got more adults to come along and watch along with kids. And that was part of the reason for success. So these trends, we, we, we've been kind of seeing them coming for a while and we feel like we're really well positioned. Um, obviously we have IP, but also we've got tremendous creative capabilities in this space. And part of the reason for adding House Cool um, with, you know, with, with more sophisticated storytelling chops into our team. Um, so all these things together, we feel like we're really well positioned for where the where the audience is now and where it's going to continue to go. So you mentioned um, the preference for legacy IP or known IP for many, many reasons. Um, but with all your development and production prowess um, and distribution prowess, is it still possible to launch properties based on original ideas despite the challenges? It's definitely possible. I mean, we we, are, we, we continue to develop new ideas. Uh, mind you, we're... we're highly selective at this point in time, but, but yes, absolutely. It's possible. I, I, I can point to a couple of examples. You know, we, we, we co-produced um, uh, chip and potato uh, in our studio in Vancouver with, uh, with the wonderful producer, Daryl McQueen out of the UK. Uh, we launched on Netflix in 2019. It continues to have a really healthy audience on Netflix and on YouTube. Our audience continues to grow significantly. Uh, I, I, another example I would point to is a digital first series called Boy and Dragon, uh, which first launched in 2019. And just this past December, it had its most viewership ever, which was 260 million minutes consumed on YouTube just in the month of December. So it, it is it is certainly possible to be able to, to break uh, breakthrough with, with new IP, but it, it it's it. Uh, it's not an easy task, but it's doable. So we mentioned earlier the advantage of being flexible in this market. I wanted to ask you, what are you learning about managing a company when the landscape and consumer habits continue to change so rapidly? Well, look, I had a, I had a couple advantages. I mean, first of all, my beard was already gray. And second of all, I was already bald. So there was there, there was only so much downside for me stepping into this environment, but <laughs> But but seriously, I think it's 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 really um, first of all about having having a strategy and a structure that gives you a direction of where you're going, but also allows you some flexibility to adapt along the way. Because as we've talked about, things continue to, to change significantly. It's it is also keeping a close eye on those changes in consumption because it it will continue to evolve quickly. But at the same time, it's not it's it's about not losing sight of the long-term consistent trends in this business, which always come back to great characters and story. And so you can never forget that in spite of all the changes that that are happening on the uh, in the day-to-day. -day. Right. I mean, kids love great stories. However they engage with them, that's, that's what they like and want. Josh, thank you so much for your insights, the research you shared with us, and the information. I look forward to speaking with you again in the future to, to see how the company continues to do. Great. Thanks so much, Anna.